welcome to the 13th episode in our podcast series about positive intelligence. We are Chris Baker and Charlie Jett, two certified positive intelligence coaches and partners whose clients include individuals and businesses. In the last episode, certified positive intelligence coach Pam Knox and Charlie discussed one of the, one of the saboteurs, the restless. In this episode, Charlie and I will feature another saboteur, the hyper-rational. The hyper-rational, and golly, Chris, you and you and I both are hyper-rational. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and the hyper-rational generally has the following characteristics. You know, we're intense and exclusively focused on the rational process of everything, including relationships, much to our detriment and that sort of stuff. And sometimes... We can be perceived as cold, distant, and perhaps intellectually arrogant. Yeah, this one's strong in me. Individuals with the hyper-rational, uh, and when I first heard this, I thought, how did, they, how did Shirzad know? How did he know me so well? You know, we have an intense and active mind, sometimes coming across as arrogant, and intellectually arrogant or secretive. We're private very often and don't let many people into our deeper feelings. Mostly show feelings through passion and ideas. We prefer to just watch the craziness around us and, and analyze things from a distance. Boy, is that true. And can lose track of time due to intense concentration and a high penchant to be skeptical and to, to want to debate. Oh, yeah. But, you know, but, you know, Chris, not everything is negative about hyper-rationals. You know, people with the hyper-rationals, at least I hope it's true, like you and me, have our strengths. You know, we're capable of deep insight and understanding through uh, objective analysis. And, and we can be observant and perceptive. Uh, we, we probably have a, a terrific power of mental concentration. We just intensely concentrate on things. And we, we, we drive toward great expertise in some area of knowledge and can be uh, super at exploring and inventing. That's so true, Charlie. I, and, you know, it gets us places. That's what's insidious about these, these saboteurs. They, uh, the good parts, these strengths bring us success. And I know my career brought me success, not necessarily as a parent, but uh, <laughs> where things can be messy and, and not always rational, but uh, brought a lot of success. So it's a tricky one, like all the others, tricky. Uh, but when, you know, these strengths can be taken to an extreme, and that's, that's where positive intelligence can help us, right? It can help us to respond rather than react. It can help us to slow things down. Absolutely. And really, you know, really at the heart of it, positive intelligence is about regulating that imbalance between the left, right, and right brain, that thinking brain on the left, that feeling brain on the right, and turn down that volume of thinking and those voices from that left brain and turn up and really listen to and get in touch with those voices coming from the right brain, which for the hyper-rational can sometimes be a whisper. So we've got to listen very carefully. You got it. You got it, Chris. And, and so when, uh, you know, how, how, how do individuals like you and me know when their hyper-rational is uh, showing up? Yeah, for me, um, and I think for a lot of us, I, I notice when it's showing up is when I'm when I'm grinding on something. And, you know, problem solving mode sounds pretty good. But when it's a grind, 
when it has me up at night, uh, there's that there's that hyper rational, you know, as we know, these saboteurs have a, a tone and an energy to them that that's not positive. And we are less in touch with our feelings and, and the feelings of others and, and oftentimes feel that's irrelevant. This, this is a mess. I don't have time for this. There's a problem here to be solved. And we can often shut out intrusions. I, I've, I used to think some of my best days are at work or when I can close the door and just work on things. And I, I was in a leadership position, not always a good thing. So uh, those are some clues that, uh, that, that can tell us when, okay, that hyper-rational is here. He's, he or she's running the show right now. Oh, yeah. You know, you're, you're a terrific coach, Chris. And, and uh, you know, I do coaching too. And I, I find that one of the things that we're always told to do is not to do problem solving. You know, we're, 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 we're supposed to let the client uh, you know, solve the problems themselves and just guide them through decision making and that sort of stuff. And, you know, uh, the old hyper rational in me uh, turns me into the problem solving mode sometimes. And it's really a, a detriment to to my own coaching experience. And, you know, when 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 people feel the hyper rational showing up, you know, how does it surface in them, you know, and, and why does it surface in them? Yeah, it's uh, well, I'll, I'll wrap this into a story, but the key points here are frustrated with others being emotional and not rational. So frustration shows up with with these these messy emotions and they're just not thinking they're wrong. I know I know for me, it's often, you know, the judge is the master here. Right. And oh, and, and, and the hyper rational and the judge, boy, they're uh, they, they work well together and the judge will call in that hyper rational and say that person's wrong. You, you need to help them to see the, the right side of that. And and there's a there can be a uh, also an anxiety about invasions to my time, my energy and my resources against these intrusions, you know, and, and ah, you know, we get a little righteous sometimes and say I'm different. You just don't understand me. I had someone tell me I was unapproachable. And I said, no, you just don't understand me. Well, she was right. I was unapproachable because I was exhibiting these, these characteristics. I have a, I have a friend who um, he actually went through positive intelligence and his wife just got diagnosed with cancer. And my first instinct was to call him and say, hey, dude, I've been through this. Let me tell you what it's like. Let me share my experience. Let me let me talk to you about how to get through this and how to support your wife. And that's, that's good, but it could also be a little hyper rational because I don't know what he needs. I don't know if he needs me at all. Yeah. And the truth is what I need to do is be there for him and bear witness. He might just need to go for a walk and vent. He might just need to be sloppy with this thing. He might not need to hear a word from me. Just know that I care about him and I'm there. So um, I watch that hyper-rational surface and want to tell him so many things and share my wisdom, but <laughs> who knows? You know, if he wants that, I'll give it to him. But my instinct, my sage says, just bear witness, just be there for him. Just love him. Oh, yeah. And you have to, it, it takes great uh, strength to sit back and resist that hyper-rational in mm. yourself. Yeah. And to help solve problems. You know, I remember long ago when I first entered college and so forth, I remember 
logic, you know, the, the science of logic of P implies Q, you know, that uh, a hypothesis implies a conclusion. And, you know, I suppose that was good and bad in a sense, but it amplified my own hyper-rational in that I always look at something in terms of, a, a, well, what's the hypothesis here? What are, you, what, what, are you, what, what are you thinking about? And then therefore, what is your conclusion? And right. oh my God, you know, it, <laughs> it, it does that. But, you know, in yourself and others that you've, con you, you've coached and so forth, Chris, where do you, where do you think that's this hyper-rational saboteur actually comes from? Yeah, it, 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 you know, we're born with a lot of this. Some of this is our, you know, the, the good parts of the hyper-rational are our, our true essence, right? We're, we're born with it. It's also like, like all the other saboteurs, it's a survival strategy. Yep. And it can be a survival strategy when life is chaotic, when there's turmoil, when you can bring order and sense to things and sort of close the door metaphorically and read that book or study that thing or, you know, the, you know, get good at math. I, I know for me, I, a version, I had a good childhood and I'm grateful for that. A version of that was it got me attention. It got me love to be right, to be the best, to do my chores, to do the right thing, to admit when I was wrong. And that, uh, hey, you know, not bad things, but we've talked about sort of the dark side of, of some of that later in, in life. And so for me, it was about, it was a way I could get attention. Uh, it's hard to admit that, but it's true. Uh, and, and, and so that's, that's, that's where it comes from, I, I think, for the most part. And that's my story of, of, of how it's protected me over the years. Yeah, you know, I, I share that with you, and and uh, my own my own circumstance was, uh, you know, I my my father was an alcoholic, and uh, it really impacted our family, and I, uh, you know, I, I also became a hyper achiever, which we've talked about in previous episodes, but I also tried to think it through in terms of. Uh, what can I do, uh, you know, to uh, uh, rationally uh, accommodate uh, this circumstance and, and, and live a good life mm. uh, under, under this particular situation? And I think that's, I think that's this, the genesis of the hyper-rational beginning in my own self. And, and you're right. It, it, it's, uh, it's developed early on as a way to survive. Mm. And uh, in 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 and thinking clarity, you know, thinking with clarity and try to make sense out of some ridiculous circumstance uh, and that sort of thing. Well, you know, the hyper rational, like the other saboteurs, tells you lies, but they tell you very subtle lies and that sort of thing. And you know, in your experience and what you've seen with your clients and that sort of thing. What are the biggest lies that the hyper-rational tells them or you, and what are the counters to those? Yeah, lies? I'll read the headlines here, and I'll, I'll read the headlines. I'll share the headlines of the answer to that, and then tell a story, I think, that just, just came up for me, so it, it, it must apply. Uh, you know, we, we think the rational mind is the most important thing, and the only thing. And that's just, that's just not true. It's a lie. 
and these these people's messy emotions and needs get in the way of getting shit done gsd um and and so those those are the lies that we t that were told and i for me it showed up as a parent i was i was very focused on nurturing my daughters my wife and i and it was a begin with the end in mind philosophy there were lessons to be taught and once they're out in the world i wanted them to be good and happy people so I, that was always present for me and i know my daughter and i she was probably four or five got in a huge row uh you know angry frustrated and that should have been a signal for me that something was going wrong about something and it doesn't even matter what it is but i can still visualize her and she dug her heels in she dug her heels in hard and i also dug my heels in and i knew i was right she was wrong and i was right of course and I was because I was teaching her something that she needed to know to survive and to be a good person. And she ran up into her room and, uh, you know, I was angry and stomped off. And and my wife said to me, and I might get a little emotional. I was doing these podcasts, Charlie. I don't know. But she said to me, just go tell her you love her. And my first reaction was, what are you talking about? Of course, I love her. I'm my dad. I tell her that all the time. And she said, just go tell her you love her. And I did that. I, I did that. And retrospectively, and, and that changed everything, right, in that moment. And retrospectively, she just needed to be heard. And me being right had nothing to do with what was happening. She was testing her power. Who knows? Somebody could tell me about the you know developmental stage she was at. She just needed to be heard. She just needed to be able to hold her ground and be seen and take on dad. And I needed to give her the space to do that. I didn't need to be right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that maybe that was, I should have, I should have, if I had positive intelligence, I would have tapped into my navigate power and said, what's really important here. Yeah. It's not being right. It's telling her you love her and letting her be heard. But it's one of those things where emotions are sort of taken for granted. I mean, we can't, we mm. can, as, as a hyper uh, rationals, we tend to kind of not pay any attention to these emotions mm -hmm. and we right. sort of take them for granted and that sort of stuff. But these, but doing that and, um, you know, having such experiences that you expressed, you know, it comes at a cost. Yeah. You know, and, you know, what's the cost? What was the cost to you? And what's the cost to some of your clients when they're not able to turn down the volume of yeah. this, this insidious hyper rational saboteur that we have? Right. So, so, so true. And a lot, a lot of this for me later in life is retrospective. And so I want, I want this gift for my clients. I want them to, I want positive intelligence to help them with this, but it just that you, you're just not having deep relationships. They're just not flexible. And when you're analyzing rather than experiencing feelings, you know, and it can be intimidating to people to always sort of be it, it's a misused term but stoic about yeah. things and, and and so forth I, ha I had a client who was lamenting about um 
you know, how the pace of things and how he couldn't get deep and really get into problem solving because he had to be at these meetings and he had to be present in these places. And uh, my, my sage wisdom for him was, that's your job. Your job is to be present and to let people be heard and to attend that meeting and nod your head and take a note because those people are looking at you for your attention and your participation. And that's some of the most important work you do, not solving the problem or analyzing the spreadsheet. So it was, it was a real shift for him in terms of how to be a leader and, and how to walk in his day-to-day -day life, even with his kids <laughs> oh. uh, to a certain extent. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you know what the, the hyper rationals are and i think you probably had the same experience is that when you walk into a room i mean you almost affect what's called the feel yeah you know people know when a hyper rational walks in because you're just so analytical and you just kind of reek of that logic and that sort of thing and and uh, and that gets in your and that and that gets in your way that gets in your way yeah and uh it it, it does affect your relationships with others and you know, in some cases, uh, you know, well, a lot of cases, the hyper rational gets in the way of your your happiness and your performance. Mm. You know, For you know sure. what are what are some of the some of the ways that you think uh, the hyper rational gets in the way of performance or happiness? You're 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 missing things. You're 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 missing out because when there's when there's an emotion, whether it's yours or someone else, that you're not seeing and hearing and and honoring your something there's something underneath that emotion there's a reason why that's there and you're missing that if you're gliding over that and then the just the we talked about this earlier but just the effect on on relationships sort of that that cold and distance you know i'm coldness and 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 distance i'm i'm later in life and i regret that i don't have more relationships more deeper those are you know when i when we talk about our wiser elder self uh, and the navigate power i feel like well i'm that guy right now i'm almost there and uh i wish i had spent more time on relationships because those are what matter to me now i had a 30-year career and i could i could fill pages with what I accomplished but you know what I forgot all that it's the people yeah. that are still in my lives that that's what matters and that's not a cliche <laughs> it's <laughs> true it's true it's it's very real from uh from my experience and the you know the research will tell you that right that's for sure that's for sure I can remember you know one very painful I mean uh circumstance that I ran through is I had a relationship with this, my high school sweetheart. Mm. And uh, I, uh, we, we, we came to a point where, where I had to make a decision of whether I wanted to move forward or not. And I was on a nuclear submarine. So we went out to sea for a couple, about two, three weeks. And, and uh, I sat down and I looked at, uh, at this, at the relationship from a pure logical point of view, mm. and and that sort of thing, and and uh, it, you know, I I, uh, I came to the conclusion that I should end the relationship based on logic, not on feelings, and uh, and I did, and it was painful, and uh, you know, I've I've always wondered 
whether that would have been, that was a, uh, the right thing to do, but it was the effect of the hyper-rational in me, as opposed yeah. to the feelings and the relationships and that sort yeah. of stuff. It was like, what is best for me to do rationally and, you know, Right. Uh, it was it was a a, a, a terrible uh, you know not terrible but it was a a difficult time you know and you know when you when you talk to individuals Chris uh, who you know the hyper rational is one of the predominant saboteurs that they may have what is the most powerful way that you can suggest that they they turn down that hyper-rational voice. Yeah, so, so much here. I think that, and, and, and in some ways, this is the essence of, of, of positive intelligence to get us to pause and, and make a choice about things. And, and for me, it's that it's slowing down and stepping back. And my, my friend says this all the time, let's step back from this. And what is, am I, you know, how can I have empathy for myself? Am I putting pressure on myself to figure something out? So much pressure that I'm not listening, that I'm not really accessing my full intelligence and the intelligence of others around me. And then, you know what, PQ, PQ is about PQ exercises are really about, as we, as we know, they're about not thinking. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, about, they're, they're, they're a habit. They're a habit they're, form. Yeah, they're about, they're about getting my mind to not think. You know, the, the old saying, sleep on it. I think in my later <laughs> years, I learned that, you know, when something was frustrating me, when something was grinding me, I had to step away. I had to step away and, and sleep on it. Or for me, it was going for a bike ride and just leave it alone sometimes for days and let what I was doing was letting my sage brain come in. Now we have PQ reps. Now we can access our, our sage power and, you know, turn down the, just going right back to the start, Charlie, turning down the voice of the judge and the hyper-rational who's judging me, who's judging the situation, who's judging this circumstance, right? Just go away, leave me alone and let me light up some other parts of my brain and, and let me get to my full intelligence. Let me access the full intelligence of the emotions and the people that surround me. And, and where's the gift? There, there's a gift in here somewhere. And uh, I don't have to figure that out. I, I, I really sometimes just need to let that gift appear. Yeah, you know, you, you said some magic words there sure, uh, when you started out that uh, when these, these voices start whispering in your ear or even shouting in your ear, you know, you, you said stop or slow down. You know, there's something that you have to do when you recognize those those saboteurs uh, speaking their voices is you have to stop and you have to somehow, as you say, summon your wiser self. And the PQ exercises as this is something that you've learned to do through the positive intelligence programs, you they're, they're habits you form. You do some exercises and they may sound a little bit silly when you start out but they work. Once you develop the, uh, the habit of doing a, a couple of positive intelligence uh, exercises, they actually do turn down the volume of that, that saboteur and they open up the, 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 the curtain to your wiser self. 
and you uh, and you are able to, uh, as you say, look for the gift in some particular situation. And that sounds kind of silly sometimes, but mm. there is a gift in almost anything that's a negative circumstance. And you, yeah. you you look at that gift, and then you evaluate it from different perspectives. This is all the power of this uh, positive intelligence. You know, are, what are some of the when when that happens, Chris? What are some of the other sage powers or, or techniques that you might think of that might help uh, someone to counter the, uh, the hyper-rational and even other saboteurs, but particularly the hyper-rational? Yeah, for, I, I think it's a combination of, of empathize and explore because I, I, I think often the, the hyper-rational is, is judging others. And when we can, when we can pause and say, what's really going on here? What's, you know, the 10% game, I forget what it's called now, but what's 10% right about this, what this person is saying, or even feeling, or even doing, instead of me saying, you're wrong, and I'm right, I'm going to make my business case here. It's what's 10% right about this? What's 10%, you know, something is going on with my daughter being so angry that she stormed off, you know, what, what is going on here and getting curious and pausing and slowing down and exploring that and really being empathetic with that person, even if it's just a skosh and being empathetic with myself and saying, I don't have to figure this out. I can, I can let it be. I can let my my sage mind my true essence come to bear on this by just breathing and giving it some space oh you better believe it you better believe it well chris you know the uh as you mentioned earlier on uh and i I think i talked about it a little bit about the the hyper rational is not only not just totally negative i mean the hyper rational has got great strengths but uh Mm. but as you pointed out to take into extreme, it can really affect and impact relationships, but it can be developed or de- dealt with, if you will, through uh, the application of some of the po- uh, high, the uh, positive intelligence techniques, like the positive intelligence PQ exercises, and summoning, turning down the volume of that hyper rational mm-hmm. for a while, and just listening to your wiser self and the the wiser self that emerges from your right brain uh don't you think that that is really one of the things that we 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 really help our clients with amen yeah we we help them have awareness i had a my coach told me one time chris you're looking at this thing through a straw (laughs) come up up to the top of the mountain with me and let's hold our arms out and look at this and that you know metaphorically that's what we're doing the hyper rational is looking at something through a straw and life is messy and it's full of emotions and it's full of things that don't make sense and go to the mountaintop and have a look at this look out in the horizon and that's our sage brain that's uh that's our full intelligence that's powerful so charlie yeah, oh, excuse me. You oh, said this I, would be fun and yeah, I'm having fun, yeah. but I think we got to We got to finish up. So you were right about the fun and uh, love, love talking about the hyper rational and positive intelligence and, and, and anything to do with that. So it's, it's been a real pleasure. Well, Chris, I got to tell you, it's great to talk to a fellow hyper rational. <laughs> and, 
And I want to I want to thank you for joining me as co-host. You know, and in the next episode, Master Coach Manbir Kur and I will, are going to discuss another saboteur, the hyper achiever. But first, uh, Chris, tell us how uh, how uh, someone can contact you uh, and learn more about uh, positive intelligence and the and the coaching uh, services that you provide. Yeah, for for me, uh, my website is Clydesdale, like the horse, Clydesdale Group dot. Uh, org and uh that's, that's Clydesdale root group group oh Clydesdale group yeah Clydesdale group dot org like the horse I should it should have been Clydesdale herd but there's my hyper rational showing up right of course, of course. um so you can learn all about my my coaching and what I do there and my work with positive intelligence also and for PQ coaches out there who are listening to this uh I'm one of the founding members of the PQ Coaches Collective on Clubhouse. And uh, you can find out all about us at pqcoachescollective.com. We have rooms throughout the week where we have conversations like this with, with groups of people about positive intelligence and mental fitness. We're having some good fun with that. So I hope you can join us there. Yeah, I can tell you that's a lot of fun because you're, you not only get a chance to hear other positive intelligence coaches, talk about their practices and, and the, the encounters that they've had, but you can actually get up on the stage and talk about your own situations and really, really, really learn not only some of the uh, insights of positive intelligence coaching, but how to develop your business. Now, for me, you can contact me through my website, charliejetcoaching.com or through our podcast series where we talk about positive intelligence like we're doing today. It's called podcastpq.com. So I want to thank you all for joining us. And uh, next time, we are going to talk about the hyperachiever. That's a common saboteur that many people have. And we'll see you soon in that episode. And we will explore the hyperachiever. And thank you all for joining us. And thank you again, Chris for being my guest.